This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. What can Wolves fans expect from Gary O'Neill? If you've been living under a rock, Gary O'Neill has been appointed Wolves head coach for this season and has signed a three-year contract with the club. So, of course, the former AFC Bournemouth head coach was cruelly sacked earlier on in the summer and, of course, was replaced by Andoni Iriola. Now, of course, myself... I was a huge fan of Gary O'Neill's. I thought what he did was fantastic for the club. He kept the club in the Premier League. But also, what else did he bring to the side? So let's take it back. There is a video as well that I did as a thank you to Gary O'Neill after the season ended. And that video actually went into all the details about what he brought to the club and his philosophy you know, that he was part of Scott Parker's backroom staff at the time. But Gary O'Neill took over. His first game was against Wolves at home. Now, the game was a bit of a bore draw. we got to be honest. It wasn't a thriller, but it was just the result you wanted after getting beaten 9-0 up at Anfield. The performance that day was very, very shell-shocked. And, of course, the side was too defensive. They allowed Liverpool just to take them apart. And I was there, and I was very, very disappointed with the way that Scott Parker set up. I was even more disappointed, and I was on Radio 5 Live as well afterwards, speaking to Robbie Savage and Chris Sutton about why Scott Parker had to go. And I stand by that. He had to be sacked because of what he said after that thrashing, that we weren't good enough, that the players didn't have it in them to stay in this league, that we was going to expect many more beatings like that. Earlier on as well, before the season had even kicked off, he did say and put it out there that he didn't feel the side was strong enough of course, Maxim Denham, who was the owner at the time, backed him with the signing of Marcos Senesi. And that signing has paid off dividends. 
for Gary O'Neill. Now, Gary managed to get in his second game a 3-2 victory against Nottingham Forest. Now, that's not the whole of that story because we were 2-0 down in that game and we managed to turn it round. And from the time we was beaten by Liverpool to the defeat against Southampton, every other side across the whole of the Premier League, apart from Gary O'Neill's AFC Bournemouth, were beaten. Now, don't get me wrong. There was some games which we'd had scares in during that time. But there was also some games that we really showed some progress. So, for example, the two-all draw against Fulham, where we took the lead on two separate occasions. And really, you know, albeit a very controversial penalty, should have taken all three points from Craven Cottage. The wheels did fall off a little bit. After that Southampton defeat, we then went to West Ham and the London Stadium and we was beaten there 2-0. Again, two very, very controversial decisions. But at the same time, Gary didn't seem to really know what to actually do. Now, at that point, there was two other big games and those two games were against Spurs and also Leeds away. Now, at Spurs against Spurs at home, we was 2-0 up and we was pegged back 3-2. Against Leeds, though, which was the main concerning one, we was 3-1 up and ended up getting beaten 4-3. We went, and the reason behind that was we went too defensive. Now, this might sound like I'm criticising Gary O'Neill here, but I'm not because of what I'm going to say next. So, of course, we played Everton. That was the last game before the World Cup break, and we thrashed them on two separate occasions. Firstly, in the Carabao Cup, and then in the Premier League. So, we went into that World Cup break full of optimism. Now, of course, Gary O'Neill at that point was still interim boss of the club. And there was a lot of talk about Marcelo Bielsa being appointed. Believe it or not, I even spoke to a um, journalist from Argentina about Argentina's chances in the World Cup. That went quite well for them. About Marcelo Bielsa. And he said it was pretty much a done thing. So the club was deep in conversations with Bielsa. But lo and behold, the announcement was made that we would be staying with Gary O'Neill for the rest of the season. And also... He signed a two-year contract, so effectively, he should have been in charge this season as well. Now, after the World Cup, the wheels fell off a little bit. Um, We was beaten by Chelsea on the first game, beaten slenderly against Newcastle in the Carabao Cup, which, of course, knocked us out. Newcastle were eventually the finalists eventually losing out to Manchester United in the final. But there was also some games where there was disappointment. And there was concerns at times, especially after the Brentford game. I said even myself that I didn't know whether or not Gary O'Neill was the right man for the job. You know, I was always behind Gary, though. And I thought that some of the criticism aimed at him from the AFC Bournemouth fans was both harsh and unwarranted. Gary had done a fantastic job for the club. He'd managed to get us out of the relegation zone and make us competitive, which under Scott Parker, I had real concerns that we wasn't going to do. So it did have a bit of an upturn. Now, firstly, 
the first game where we saw glimmers of this was against Newcastle. Now, a very, very strong team, of course, managed by our former manager, Eddie Howe. Now, we drew 1-0, and we did also draw 1-0 with Nottingham Forest as well, after leading for a large amount of time. But there was upspurts. We beat Fulham, we beat Liverpool, we beat Spurs away from home. Now, how did we do this, and what changed in that time? Now, I'll tell you what changed. Now, I was very lucky to spend a day with my good friend, who has sadly passed away, our guard, and we. this was organised by Steve Fletcher. And we went round um, the training ground, watched the team train, um, spoke to a number of the players, and, of course, we spoke to Gary himself. And the one thing you could say about Gary at that time was he was very analytical. He was looking at, if this side does this, we will do this. And he was really paying attention to exactly how the opposition would play and how they would try and combat us. And I thought, you know, he was outstanding. What he was saying, I believed, even though I did have doubts after that Brentford game, that I did believe that he was the right man to take on a job at the highest level. Now, I did think that maybe he might need to go to the championship for that opportunity. But he outperformed himself in that run-up to the end of the season. Of course, our survival was pretty much secured by the 4-1 thrashing of Leeds at home. And then, of course, Everton were beaten by Manchester City. That was never going to be an easy task for them. And we pretty much was confident that it was done and dusted at that point. But... What Gary O'Neill did between that time, from those defeats against Spurs and against Leeds, where he allowed teams to come back into the game, and also the Brighton away defeat, where we was nil-nil, we was the better side for the majority of that game, we sat back deep and conceded, was he started to play the old Bournemouth way, and that is attacking teams. That is going for the juggler, And not being fearful, attacking from the front. Yes, the January signings helped, and a lot of those signings were fully credit to Richard Hughes and Neil Blake. But what Gary did was he put those players into practice and he worked with them to find that combination that meant that we would stay in the Premier League. What can he do at Wolves? I think, you know, he has got a tough, tough job and he's taken on a tough job at Wolves. But then again, he took on a tough job at AFC Bournemouth. Remember, at that time, we don't know whether or not there was murmurings, but let's say for, you know, our sake, that there wasn't. He took on a job. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. 
If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. When we was at our very lowest ebb, our former manager had turned round and thrown our side under the bus. We had young players in that side. Players like Jaden Anthony, Jordan Zamora and the rest. And he was saying that we was expecting more defeats. So Gary O'Neill firstly had to pick those players off the ground and then get them to perform like he did against Wolves at home midweek after that. And he did that spectacularly. He did a very, very good job on getting that point, which then provided the impetus to then push on. And Wolves, like I say, he's got a tough job. Wolves have lost Raul Jimenez and also Neves, and he's got a bit of a rebuilding job to do. But then again, he had to do that rebuilding job at AFC Bournemouth. One of his boldest calls was actually stripping uh, Lloyd Kelly of the captaincy. Now, Lloyd Kelly at the time was struggling confidence-wise. Now, unfortunately, if you have a captain that is devoid of confidence, it sometimes breeds into the rest of the team. And I'm not saying that Lloyd Kelly is a bad player. Far from it. He's a very, very talented individual. However, what he did was he gave the captaincy to Neto. Now, Neto was a former Barcelona goalkeeper who therefore really put his stamp and his authority at the back. Now, that's what Gary O'Neill did. And I think it's full credit to Gary for doing that. He was also backed up by Tommy Elphick and Sean Cooper. Whether or not one of those or both will go to Wolves is yet to be seen. However, one thing I would say is Gary was really the instigator of some of the great results that we got. Against Arsenal, yes, we lost that game 3-2 with the last kick of the game. But we went all out against, at that point, the team that everybody thought was champions-elect. We went for the juggler. We went 2-0 up. We was outperforming ourselves. It was a completely different style to the style that was portrayed by Scott Parker at the end of the previous season but also the start of the Premier League campaign. Now, I go back to the previous season because a lot of people would be saying, well, Scott Parker got you out of the Premier League. Why get rid of him? Some of the results under Scott Parker, and some fans might disagree with me on this, but some of the results under Scott Parker were disappointing at the end of that championship season. We was beaten by Derby. We drew against Reading. We drew against Peterborough twice. We didn't beat Peterborough. It was really our good start to that season, which actually helped us get us across the line. He managed to get us 37 points from the first 15 games, which is not to be sniffed at. And that was with a side who were a bit makeshift. When the good players started coming back in, or the seasoned professionals, I should say, that's when things did start to dip. When Gary Cahill got an injury, again, there was a bit of a dip there. Whereas he should have had enough players to actually make sure that we would, you know, be quite comfortable 
from that position, which was one of the fastest starts in the championship, if you look back through history, I think Gary O'Neill will be a fantastic appointment for Wolves. I think he will give keep Wolves in the Premier League. I don't think it's going to be easy because I think he's been given a task which is tough and it's a tough job. And there is, is a transition period for Wolves, but he's got enough good players. And what he's going to be working with there is players that, you know, he's not bringing in. He's going to be working with the existing players and making sure that he can get them to perform in a way that is going to get Wolves the points. And I think he will do that. And I think, and I'm very, very confident that he will get the results. Who knows? This might come back to haunt our football club, that Gary O'Neill will take points off us at Dean Court or at Molyneux. But Gary O'Neill has got a fantastic opportunity here and he fully deserves it for all his hard work. Don't listen to any of the negative fans within our fan base. There were some people, as soon as Gary O'Neill was appointed, weren't happy with him just because he wasn't the big name of Marcelo Bielsa. Yet it would have been interesting what Marcelo Bielsa could have done. But then again, would Marcelo Bielsa have kept AFC Bournemouth in the Premier League? You don't know. But Gary O'Neill did. And that is really where it stems down to. Gary O'Neill was the right appointment for this football club last season. Now, if Iriola is the right appointment for this football club, this season coming is still to be seen. I do believe Iriola is going to be a change of style, and I think he will suit the players that we bought in during the January window. I'm happy with the decisions that have been made, albeit I am a Gary O'Neill fan. I'm very thankful to Gary for what he's done at this football club. But at the same time, I do feel that Gary can really show at Wolverhampton Wanderers what he's all about. And I really do wish him and Wolves the very, very best of success for the coming season because he's a decent man. He's a such a down-to-earth, nice fellow who will put his all into every single game that he comes up against. You know, he will put his all into the games against ourselves. He'll put in his all into the games against Eddie Howe. That's what Gary O'Neill is all about. He's a passionate individual who is a good appointment for Wolves. Don't get me wrong, Lopetegui is an outstanding manager himself. Look at what he's done. He's managed Spain. He's managed Real Madrid. But... Unfortunately, sometimes if a manager isn't backed by the owners, and this is where it all stems from, then a manager can walk. And that is what is what Lopetegui has done. And Wolves fans do deserve better from the owners. That is the main problem behind all of this. You know, the fans, you know, have been through the mill, albeit not on the scale that some clubs fans have been, but at the same time, There is concerns now in the fan base that the owners aren't doing the right things at Molyneux. So that is my honest opinion about Gary O'Neill going towards. I think he's a good appointment. He might not be the most exciting appointment. He might not be the appointment of Lopetegui's name. But at the same time, he's a sensible 
confident appointment who I think will put his all into every match. And he'll want to keep Wolves in the Premier League. No doubt he will do everything within his power to do so. And honestly, I think he will. That's my view. Let me know your say, thoughts, Wolves fans, um, Bournemouth fans as well. Let me know your thoughts. But I'm delighted that Gary O'Neill is back in football, back in the Premier League, which nobody really expected. And I hope and I wish Wolves the very, very best of success next season. Of course, apart from when you play yours truly. Thanks again, guys. And we'll see you in the next one. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.